When Jackson ran for president, it was quote unquote the dirtiest in U.S. history. The candidates were John Adams running for re-election and Jackson, the popular hero of the war from the 1812s War of New Orleans. Andrew Jackson was the seventh president of the United States of America. He served two terms in office from the years of 1829 to 1837. Jackson, while Jackson was president, the U.S. evolved, US evolved from a republic during which only landowners could vote to a democracy so only white men of all could vote. Andrew Jackson was born in 1767 on the South Carolina frontier. His father died before he was even born. The American Revolution ruined his childhood. When Jackson was just 13, he had joined the militia and was captured by the British. After the war, Jackson had decided to become a lawyer. In 1788, Jackson had moved to Nashville, Tennessee to practice law. At the time, Nashville wasn't a very big town, but it quickly grew. Despite all of his success, he never outgrew his temper. Jackson entered politics in Tennessee, serving as both House and Senate. Jackson did not come, become widely known until the Battle of New Orleans during the War of 1812. His defense of the city Old Hickory made him a national hero. In 1824, Jackson ran for president and got most popular votes and most electoral votes, but he did not have enough electoral votes for a majority. In 1828, Jackson ran again, then he had won, and it was not only a great victory for him, but a great victory for the common people. This was one of the foulest presidential campaigns in American history. A lot of the people that flocked into the Capitol were first-time voters. Before 1820, the right for wealthy or upperclassmen to vote had been limited. Only the white men that owned land had an education and experience to vote with knowledge, according to the people. The new states that were forming west of the Appalachian Mountains had taken on this argument. The expansion of democracy did not include African Americans, African Indians, or women yet. A lot of the new voters thought they saved pe the people from a disaster. Jackson promised that he would throw the rich out and give the government back to, quote-unquote, the people. This reflection shifted the power of the West and the farmers, shopkeepers, and small business owners that supported him. After Jackson was president, a really large crowd followed him to the White House. As all the crowds crowded in, the celebration almost turned into a riot. There was a lot of confusion about what had just happened. Andrew Jackson approached governing as he did when he led armies. He would listen to others than do what he thought was right. Andrew Jackson didn't really rely on his cabinet that much, and he would usually go to trusted friends and made a decision with them. Even after accusations of his trusted friends being called his lying machine, he kept meeting with his trusted friends for advice. Jackson's critics were even more upset when Jackson decided to replace many Republican 
office holders with loyal Democrats. Jackson's opponent called their practices of rewarding political supporters with government jobs the spoil system. His opponents then exaggerated the number of Republicans removed from office. There was only about 10% of the Republicans who got replaced, and Jackson's, Jackson says many deserve to be replaced. He did this because he said it would give more people a chance to serve their government. Andrew Jackson approached the government and met its test in an issue that threatened to break up the United States during the presidency of Andrew Jackson, which involved between the states of South Carolina and the federal government. The United States in 1832 and 33, Calhoun, who opposed the federal, federal imposement to the Trifson, Trifson of 1828 and 1832 and argued that the U.S. Council gave the states the right to vote the informants of a federal law. The farmers were going to declare nuke and vogue. President Andrew Jackson says that the government will no longer use the Second Bank of the United States. He believed this bank benefited rich Eastern depositors at the expense of farmers and workers. The country's National Bank on September 10, 1833. He then used his power to remove all funds from the bank in the final of what is agreed to be the bank war. Acting against the advice of the congressional committees, and over the opposition of several cabinet members. And after replacing two resistant secretaries of the Treasury with more amenable appointee, Jackson felt he had won a mandate to close the bank, yet continued to oppose the Congress. By withdrawing the funds, Jackson officially sealed the bank's death warrant. When it officially expired in 1836, it was not renewed. President Andrew Jackson signed the Indian Removal Act into effect on the 28th of May, 1830, allowing the president to assign unsettled lands to Indian lands within existing state borders west of the Mississippi. As an army general, he spent his years undertaking brutal campaigns against the creeks of Georgia and Florida, actions that accumulated in hundreds of thousands of acres of land being transferred to white farmers from Indian groups. As president, he continued this crusade. A few groups have left peacefully, but many have opposed the strategy of resettlement. They were rounded up and tied to handcuffs. During the long walk to Indian territory, which took place in winter, four thousands of these Indians perished. Those who did survive remembered this as the Trail of Tears. A soldier who participated in the removal of the Cherokee called it the most cruel work I have ever known.